0: advice from many many people uh, from all around a friend of a friend of a friend uh, an uncle a colleague whatever anyone that uh, went through this process saw it uh, and experienced by its own hands i mm. want to talk to them uh, and it's it's an ongoing process even now a couple of years in i'm still improving that so every time there is another lady or a guy to to learn from yeah and, and it's you know again it's a journey you're always learning from people that did it in the past and that's the way best way to basically improve and do it even better
1: hello and welcome to the latest episode of tech South class with me your host uh, james hounslow uh, and today um, I'm really excited because we are talking to Yakir. Kir, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm uh, I'm very good. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. Um, so Yakir, I was uh, keen to have you on the show to talk about the business that you've co-founded, uh, Cover, um, and to share with us the uh, the journey of the, the the past six years and what you've learned from being a an Israeli uh, tech startup with the uh, with the audience and I always find as a, a really great way of getting started, it'd be good if you could just give our audience a bit of a background and insight into who Yakir uh, is.
0: All right. Awesome. That would be a pleasure. So uh, I'm Yakir am the CEO and one of the co-founders of Cover. At uh, first time of death, for three uh, awesome kids uh, uh, married to an awesome wife called Netta. Nice. Uh, she's the brave lady in all this uh, story for entrepreneurship. Uh, and yeah i knew personally that i would go to entrepreneurship for many many years uh i just held myself constrained as i thought it and daddy taught me uh to get to the point that i would feel mature enough with the experience with this experience in technology Mm -hmm. and once i got there uh i basically started brainstorming with some awesome people i've met uh in the past and, and got to know them and knew that we have complementary skills to each other and one one of them early days was Shalom. Shalom be our chief product officer and my partner in Founding Cover. And, and you know, we explored many, many ideas. Uh, and the one that got us really excited. And myself with small kids at home back then, jumping without funding uh, mm-hmm. into the water and saying, that's the awesome business I was looking for, was the idea behind Cover that was, let's create full-flight software solution that on one side, provide Advice for risk mitigation, of course, in cyber. And on the other side, connected to solid financial metrics, call it uh, ROI, Rosie, financial exposure. We said, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and that's how we started. No funding in the beginning, sitting most of the days at, uh, on the at channels, place. And then, uh, and then wrong with the business, where today, with our CRQ cyber risk quantification platform, we're serving some of the largest. Uh, insurance and insurance carriers, and also uh, enterprises uh, worldwide, mainly CISOs and people in the enterprise management side, uh, Elevator conversation with the board and
1: many, many other things. Um, it's been an awesome journey. Yeah. What I would like to kind of explore in the beginning is that you went out to work first and you got experience um, before deciding when you were ready to um, to start a business. We're seeing <laughs> at the moment a lot of, um, particularly in Israel, people coming out of the military service and going. Right now, I'm going to start a um, a business. What value could you put on the life experience that you had, and going through that before starting, or do you perhaps wish you just started earlier? I, I it's it's kind
0: of uh, I, I'll divide it to two. It's kind of bo- both are correct for me. Yeah. meaning I, I'm a believer that uh, you should go and get uh, experience working for big firms mm-hmm. and 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 see and, and experience by your own hands uh, how a process at large scale work. I can say personally, and, and I actually had this uh, conversation with my wife recently. I would go. I I think that I would be able to do it a bit uh, earlier. Yeah, uh, so I spent all, all, including the military service, like. Almost 13 years before starting my business, which you know it has a lot of benefits. But you ask me, I probably could have done it a couple of years before, where I had corporate experience, startup experience, and then jump. You can't really be an expert on everything when you start your own business. It's not about uh, you know uh, persistence, uh, believing in your idea, and bringing awesome people uh, to execute. So,
1: yeah, love that. Um, so. It's not the first time I've heard a, a business has been started by a couple of people meeting up, running through ideas until they come up with the idea that they that they wanted to do. How does that come about? Did so you got the co-founders? Did you know the co-founders from previous businesses, or did you just go to a meetup point where people who want to start a business come and and talk ideas? How does this even work? So- in, in, you know my my, my
0: personal experience I, I basically did brainstorming back then in 16 with people that most of them I, I worked with uh, at that time beforehand. So I had the experience uh, with them uh, and, and knew to, I would say uh, appreciate the mm-hmm. capabilities and whether they can, they can be complementary to myself and what I, I believed and I know that I know uh, how to do and how to execute. Uh, as Shalom specifically, we worked together yeah. uh, for a cybersecurity startup. And yeah, we got, uh, we became good friends. Uh, we did some awesome things there around uh, deep neural nets and and, and, and defense of bigger uh, enterprises. And yeah, when we, when I started to uh, explore Shalom, the immediate, gap, uh, I'm happy on this decision. And I started doing it with. And back in the days, it didn't uh, mean that we go to a room with uh, blackboards and and drawing. Now we went at least once a week to a nice booger place next to where we walked <laughs> and, and and talked. Uh, didn't eat much. Didn't eat much, but uh, talked a lot for for uh, during the lunch.
1: Like it. Um. So you started without any funding. What made you take that route to not take seed funding from the word go and when did you decide it was the right time?
0: Well, it uh, takes time to kind of evolve with yourself with exactly what's the business model, how you want to craft the business or the technology edge, you know, beyond just an idea of what I want to do. Uh, there are ones that are lucky and have that out of the gate, uh, which is awesome. It took us a couple of months to get to that point and then once we were ready, uh, with a clearer vision uh, and understanding what we want to execute the different stages, then we went to to raise funds. Uh, having said that, you know, fast forward into the future, of course, everything changed yeah. <laughs> for what yeah. we started. Uh, so it's just part of the
1: journey, isn't it? Yeah. What was it like when you first decided to go for funding? This is did you had you been involved in funding before in previous? roles or was this the first time that you had the experience of of, uh, of going and asking for money?
0: First time I uh, asked for advice from many, many people uh, from all around, a friend of a friend of a friend uh, an uncle, a colleague whatever, anyone that uh, went through this process saw it uh, and experienced by its own hands, I yeah. went to talk to them uh, and it's it's an ongoing process, even now a couple of years in I'm still improving there, yeah. I'm looking for you know, there are people that did it for since stage, there are people who did it for B rounds, growth rounds, IPO. So every time there is another lady or a guy to to learn from. Yeah, and, and it's you know again, it's a journey. You're always learning from people that did it in the past, and that's the way best way to basically improve and do it even better.
1: So if you were talking to a founder to be um, who is who's looking to start their 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 business would you advise them to go for seed funding from the start now with hindsight of what you you did Um, and what would be a couple of key things that you would say to them to have ready before going to a VC and talking to a VC about their business
0: I would say optimally I would bring someone with you know specific discipline or category operating you should have someone like as a co-founder or advisor, strong advisor that have a uh, deep knowledge access network into the domain you're working walk, in or planning to work uh, to uh, build a business into and just then you know with him or her fine tune everything uh, all the business plan all the the deck the information and optimally get to to VCs to to raise funds once you have at least uh, a few, uh, I will not say customers, but uh, uh, enterprises that are willing to uh, chip in once you have a product ready and and evaluate it and even have that in, in a written fashion that they will um, utilize the product at least for a better phase.
1: Okay. Um, how quickly did you show a potential client the product that you had? So from the day you started, at what point did you... Reach out and start talking to clients and showing them the concept or the idea that you had. Day minus one, you can even start earlier. Oh, wow, you need to
0: talk to people. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, I would say uh, thoughts around when to show it, to render the in specific disciplines. You need to be more protective. Mm. I'm a great believer in, in uh, what makes the difference in execution, meaning if you think you show some screens to someone and, and that will uh, make their business better, your business is not strong enough. And I can say I be, I've been more protective at the beginning as I grew as an entrepreneur. Uh, I realized that you know as much as you talk with clients, with partners, with investors, you better understand what's needed and what's delivering value and you
1: just do it faster. Would you say the product that you have today is more circled around those early conversations that you had with potential clients who were going to buy the product of how or of how that product would fit within their business?
0: Yeah, in the cover a specific story, it's kind of more complex because we, by by decision, chose to start with a focus on insurance and then evolve to enterprise. And once we moved to enterprise, it became gradually a core business of cover. So it's kind of we kind of rolled with it. Uh, so it's not exactly how the early days uh, uh, started, but I guess in many cases, you can say that.
1: Yeah. Um, what would you say to, to advise to founders who are in this situation where they're trying to get a product ready before speaking or going and talking to clients saying, actually, I just want to get my head down and build something and then go and show people. What would you advise? Because from yeah. my experience, from what I've seen, the people talking earlier to clients gain more paying customers quicker.
0: I agree. I would just say very very precise answer. Don't. Yeah. Start talking <laughs> early. I'm not saying talk when you don't have nothing. Yeah. Even even at the minimum mockups ups uh, level that uh, there is no real technology yet, that's kind of an outline of the main use case that you believe you can deliver and main screens, start talking. Yeah, that that will bring you customers faster, and 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 validate whether you live in a dream with your thoughts and
1: plan or not. True. Um, you come from the product side. You're, you're technical. You understand the landscape. Um, starting a business exciting, creating a product, creating something that you can call your own. How did you adapt being the CEO to doing the other stuff? Um, so hiring people, looking at people, having to do the pitches for investment everything which is totally different to um building a um, a product how long did it take you to adapt to manage all of that and to to get good at it
0: I'm still I'm always adapting I'm still yeah. uh, in the process of learning and and I think that if I can, if i am be in a position I would say I'm not learning something is not working for me personally so it, it, it took, uh, I won't say too long, but uh, what I did and, and I keep doing and we I, I discussed it in the, one of the previous questions, I tried to bring in each uh, level and phase of the company, advisors, consultants, people that did that, people that advise startups in, in, in similar positions and get their advice yeah. on, on how we're doing things or how we should do things, how we should improve. Just, you know, with, with a mindset of continuous improvement and learning from people that, uh, you know, experienced uh, things at low scale, at large scale and, and build them uh, from end to
1: end. I love that. How, so just in case someone's not aware, how do you go and find these, these people, Are these people you know who in your network or is it getting introduced to people? How do you find these people that can help you?
0: James, like a good Israeli, from the rooftop, from the window, from friends yeah. of friends of friends, from uh, yeah. people that are not friends and becoming friends, from going to a networking events, going to conferences. There is no right, wrong answer, uh, and it's connected also again to previous con- conversation. My advice: talk to people. What you want to do? What you're planning? Which which are the people you're looking next? You can't know where the opportunity will come from or where you will get a good advice. um so that's, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, one path that I'm saying that's what's working. Uh, uh, I got a lot of uh, uh, know how, experience, good people from many different
1: routes that I, I try to get to that. I like that. Yeah. How do you fit it into your day though? Um, how do you plan your day to to make sure that you? get everything done from the product side to the client side uh to the investment side uh to talking to people to help make sure that you're on the right track
0: I'm just making sure I have fantastic people that just held are independent and they always want to go the extra mile yeah that's uh, you know the simple answer
1: so as as a founder what does your day look like how when do you start when do you finish but uh,
0: I'm, I'm trying to put, uh, almost every day kids. I'm doing a drop-off school, uh, kindergarten, all of that. But then, eight thirty back to back till uh, <laughs> stop for a dinner. Yeah. Hopefully with with the family, and then I'm I'm, you know, it's it's fourteen, fifteen hours a day work. It's okay. not the easy journey, but there's no. I don't think there is other way. Maybe there are others that believe more in balance. I think for entrepreneurs,
1: definitely for CEOs, for early stage growth startups, you can do differently. Sure. Um, so, you're 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 a little way into the journey now. Everything is going in the right direction. Um, if you could start again tomorrow, what couple of key things would you do differently? I would. I would um,
0: pay more attention to uh, market validation. Mm-hmm. I would pay more attention to bring more than what I did uh uh better testers mm-hmm. before launching before uh putting a lot of resources into developing um and just you know getting faster to product market fit you're getting faster to to revenues you're getting faster to better capability
1: to raise funds love that That's what that will do so here's the big question so you so you realize that product market fit is a is a critical part um once you know you've got product market fit then you can get selling then you can scale so if you started again, you'd you'd want to get faster to product market fit. How would you, how would you have done that differently to to be able to make it faster?
0: I would be maybe more aggressive with the proposition I'm offering to, you know, the the first clients, the early adopters. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I maybe would expand my network to, I would say, strong influencers in the industry that can come and provide brutal feedback early days yeah and that's you know not, nothing uh that you haven't heard of but yeah. I I see that that can make a that. dramatic difference
1: yeah no I think that's 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 really good advice it's it's something we we constantly um look at how so you guys are um in the process of North America and looking to to scale there how have you looked about product market fit in North America against other European locations or is has everything been sold in North America
0: no, so we have good, very good success in North America. and We have good, very good success mostly in Western Europe. I would say, use cases are similar, kind of the execution, specifically to our product. That you know, there are a bit differences in the relevant regulation. So we're seeing uh, specific, similar use cases, but in some cases, how we are reflecting the results on specific frameworks, the processes are very similar. Honestly.
1: Um. What has it been? Um, an unexpected challenge that you've had to overcome that you didn't think or you didn't foresee that coming through?
0: Uh, I didn't uh, foresee Corona, I didn't foresee uh, <laughs> <laughs> a big bang collapse. Really yeah, happened. yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, uh, the market uh, in Israel in general before Corona would explode with the with the hiring uh, challenges and so yeah,
1: yeah
0: every phrase there is a, a challenge but you know there are things that are unexpected
1: obviously so let's let's pick into how did you deal with Corona because um, you were you'd have been so, in the early stages probably ready to sort of like
0: I, I think what was really good for us luckily is that uh, even before Corona the agenda the policy was that you can, any employee can work at least one day from home or wherever he or she wants. So I would say infrastructure wise uh, and culture wise, we were very ready to that, uh, to enable it. So the, the movement was, I won't say, uh, uh, you know, easy because for all of us, it was a big change to life. But uh, for cover, it's, uh, it was quite smooth, honestly.
1: Okay. Um, and the, the the collapse of the uh, the Silicon Valley Bank, how did that affect you guys?
0: You know, it's uh, after we were able to <laughs> understand that uh, we were good and uh, uh, nothing was locked. We were yeah. at war at uh, peace. Was, <laughs> uh, we had some uh, not uh, comfortable days. Not that yeah. comfortable days.
1: Um, so, yeah, look, it's, it's great that you... It kind of shows a uh, a solid business where you can interact with these challenges that's in there because let's face it, um, Corona was a uh, was a disaster on a global scale, and to be able to keep moving forwards um, and keep adapting um, shows great resilience. Um, you are tackling North America um, for pretty much ninety nine point nine nine percent of Israeli tech businesses. North America is where those businesses need to end up. How did you decide when was the right time to start going for North America, and when did you decide the right time to put a salesperson in North America?
0: So it's basically when I got to the point that I have, I had, I have uh, enough decent reference clients, mm-hmm. and then I got to a point that I feel that we are very close to product market fit in the US market. Yeah. That's what I said. You know, we're ready now for scale. We are close to repeated sales, motion, and we need we need someone to help us to lead that. And that's that's where I when I I decided to hire the first uh, uh, sales leader in the
1: US. Awesome. Um, And so so hiring um, over the last few years has probably been really critical to you um, to get right um, and to bring people in because. There's one bit where it's it's like just a few of you and it's your baby and it's your jam but then you got to bring people in, and you have to trust that they're going to have the same sort of enthusiasm and 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 care. How did you go about hiring in the um, in the early days to help make sure that you brought in that people which helped you be the resilience to get through something like COVID?
0: Uh you know the most uh, uh, useful uh, uh, process at the beginning and. Uh was to look through the inner circles. Yeah. So people you work with or friends of, of some of the key employees at the beginning, that's, you know, the the personal vouch is so important. Yeah. Having said so, as you grow, you need advice from uh, agencies, from headhunters, from people that can bring some, I would say professional process into that. So you can uh, you know get to the right people that have the fit personally to, to the
1: DNA, to what you want to build. Um yeah. How how do you feel? Because I'll bring it back to the part I mentioned at the start of the um the podcast about people that are coming out of the the military and starting a um a business straight away. The one thing that a lot of successful founders will tell you, and if you speak to VCs, that a business is like you can have a great idea, but without people, you won't it won't get to where it needs to be. So the, the talent that you hire is the most important thing that you can do to get to the success of your business. Yeah. You've made some critical hires, which helped you get to where you need to be today yeah. um, using your inner circle. How important was the time you did working in different businesses to create that inner circle um, that enabled you to have more choice that you might not have coming straight out of, of military? That's a, actually a fantastic point. Yes, yes, and I
0: I I believe what you just said is very true. Yeah. So on one side, early of the conversation today, I told you that I would have done things a bit early, but when I'm thinking critically together with you, that also allowed me to have uh, broader circles. Yeah. Of good people that I've met and that I want to work with uh, together, and definitely definitely helped. Yeah. Through the hiring in the beginning, definitely. Love
1: it. Um. We've got to the point. Before I ask you uh, the, uh, where covers going and the um, uh, in the future, where you get to ask me uh, the, the one question you've always wanted to ask a recruiter, um, and I'll do my best to uh, to give you a straight answer. I to be too harsh, James. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: you know, always there is a there is a question, and definitely after Corona, uh, whether you can hire. Someone for I'm not talking about entry level or think about you know people that are uh, medium and senior levels whether you can hire from distance without meeting them in person. What's your and, and I'm not talking just on sales. Yeah, uh, but
1: what's your advice then?
0: What's your take?
1: So 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 my take on it um is the more important and critical the higher um you want to meet them. Uh, and and see the uh the whites in their eye um it it's not it's not always possible but i think sometimes now people hide behind the fact that there's zoom uh, or teams or there is a video poison and we 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 can do that but nothing meets a um uh, a face to face meeting and, and and you know the easiest way that i can get around and describe it is that a lot of people now will do online dating yeah. But nobody chooses a wife or husband before they've met them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a good so, that's a good um, line. That's true. Yeah. So 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 Zoom is really, really good. But if you're if you're hiring someone that is going to be a critical part of your business growth, then um I think it's worth um getting to them or getting them to you um to okay. meet, sit down, have a conversation just because the mannerisms, how they are. Um, you get much more of that in a room than you do on a um, on a screen. So, yeah. so yeah. yeah. So, um, awesome. If, Thank you. If you can meet, definitely meet. Awesome. Uh, we can do it. Um, so, before I let you, because I know you are super busy, but before I let you get back to your day, um, I would love to hear what's next for Cover. Where are you going? Um, <laughs> what do the next twelve months look like?
0: Well, through the last couple of years, we did some awesome numbers year over year. Uh, the market is 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 on heat with all the regulation coming in. Uh, basically mandating on many big companies, enterprises, uh, not just US, across the globe to financially quantify their cyber risk. So 23-24 is, uh, I would say, a, a great uh, growth uh, years for cover. And I would say uh, and end my uh, podcast here is that if you're looking and you're excited about cyber security quantification, excited about working with uh, a company at the, the scale of cover, you're always looking for fantastic
1: people. Uh, so please reach out. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I learn more and more. Every time I speak to you, I think you've got great business. Thank you. Really excited to see where you're going. Thank you for sharing just a, a snippet into uh, your uh, your growth journey. I think it's great. Um, a lot of businesses or a lot of founders will be wanting to go in a uh, in a similar uh, direction. Uh, I know it hasn't been easy, um, but it looks great. Um, and can't wait to see how everything uh, goes from here for you.
0: Thank you, James. True, true pleasure to join today and, and sharing a bit of my insights. I hope it was uh, useful to some of the listeners. And, and definitely looking uh, forward to be in touch.